Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Um, my name is Casey, but Matt, before I let you in, where's my money? Uh, where's my money? There's an upcharge for this podcast. I need your. I need the. I need the money right now before we get started. Uh, uh, can I Venmo you? Is that okay, or do you need a check? Um, I need a. I no. I don't take a check. I, I. I don't trust people who who pay by check anymore. So you better Venmo me right now. So uh, this is an upcharge <laughs> podcast for those of you listening. If you want to listen to this podcast, uh, you do need to Venmo us uh, an extra fifteen dollars. Uh, you can do that at Beers and Ears nineteen. No, no, seriously, don't do that. We're we're joking. Um. Anyway, hey Matt, how's it going? <laughs> I'm I'm doing great. I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I have to reiterate. Please, please, is that you can keep listening to this episode for free. Yes. Yes. No, what we're actually talking about today uh, is an episode that literally was born out of uh, the thin air about four and a half hours ago, maybe five, uh, where the original episode idea, uh, this was one of those times where where we set an episode idea like months ago, and then we both kind of were like, what are we, what is this again? So this was the original <laughs> topic. So this is what we have. Properties owned by Disney. Did it change their production quality or overall brand? Matt texted so I, me earlier and he's like, what, what are we supposed to be doing? And I was like, I'm just going to text you the same thing. I don't have <laughs> any idea what we meant when we did this. Cause we set these episodes up like three months ago. So he just, he's like, all right, well maybe we don't record a third episode. Cause we usually do two episodes a night, but we're trying to play catch up. And he's like, but we, we could do like something else. And I'm like, well, let's do a parks episode because it's been a while since we've done a parks episode. And then that's where the idea for this episode came in, Matt. You want to tell them what we're doing? Yes. So I want, this is actually something that I am big into, not just with park experiences, but with anything. I'm, I'm always asking this question and that is, is it worth it? Mm. And I think based on, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm taking a big risk, the biggest risk I will take ever in my life to say that Casey and I think that a Disney parks vacation is worth it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Would you agree with that? hundred percent, hundred, hundred and ten percent. All right. I was sweating bullets there. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we clearly think that going to the Disney parks, you know, having that whole experience is worth your money, but there are a lot of other experiences that you can have at Disney, and to reference the joke uh, that Casey started off with, that you can upcharge, um, you know, Disney upcharges with, uh, you know, certain experiences and events that um, I'm always asking the question, is it worth it? And so we want to go through some of those experiences, no matter how big or small they are, and kind of talk through a hey, do we think that these experiences are worth it? Now, the caveat is a lot of these experiences right now may not be running, but um, you know, I, I, we get the sense that stuff is starting to open back up and things will return to some sense of normalcy and there will be some, there will be upcharged events and you may be planning a trip to the parks going, well, what what do I spend my money on? I've, I'm, I've already you know, spent money on this trip. I want to make sure that I'm getting the most bang for my buck. And so that's kind of the, the, was the birth of this podcast. I also want to add to this too, Matt, that 
deciding whether something is worth it is it there there are so many factors that can go into this number one just your financial situation because some of the stuff we're going to talk about today i mean it it's hundreds if not maybe even you know a thousand dollars or more in some cases if there's something that you potentially could want to do you know basically when you're at disney if you want to make something happen you can make it happen if you've got the dough so let's just clarify that right there financial situation that that you know for someone who makes you know several hundred thousand dollars a year some of this stuff you might go well yeah of course this is worth it but for somebody who's scraping together everything they can just to get down to the parks they're in a value-based hotel you know some of the stuff you might say okay maybe for a typical disney vacation i'm going to say this for something else but the, the reality is that's not just the only thing there's also uh, f- family situation. Who are you going with? You know, if it's just two adults, like a husband and a wife or partner and partner, or, you know, whatever, um, it might be, um, uh, more beneficial to, to do something on these, these things that we're going to talk about than if you got a family of five or a family of four, or if you take an alone trip, I took an alone trip, uh, uh, about three years back. And this is how I was able to do a couple of these extra splurges, which I'm going to talk about because it was just me. And so when it's just you, it's not as big of a deal. So again, take, take this with a grain of salt. We're just going to go through some of them and really talk about what you get for it. But again, it, it could also be how many times you've been at the park, you know, going to the Disney parks over and over and over again, and just doing the same things while fun, you might be looking for ways to spice up your time as well. So that's yeah, kind of what we're going to and- get into. And let me say this too, I'm including, as always, time um, into my factor as well, that I'm a big, big, you. if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a big uh, supporter of your time is also very valuable at Disney. Yeah. And so it's not just your finances that you're giving up. In some cases, it's giving up your time to do certain experiences. And is this worth your time is another thing that I also took into account. So I don't know how many you have on your list. I've got about four things I'm going to talk about myself. I don't know what you have. I'm, I'm going to go through mine fairly quickly, but we can kind of go back and forth if you want. Um, yeah, um, I, I've got a good one to start with because it's really, really small. Okay, go ahead. So um, uh, there is a mini golf course on property. It is called Fantasia Gardens. Yep. And it's also um, Winter Summerland as well. Yeah, Winter Summerland is also there as well, but I I think I like Fantasia Gardens better. Big surprise. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a shocker, I know. But but it's not and it's maybe not for the reason that you think. So, um, you know, it's it's a normal mini golf place. Um, you know, and, and but it does cost an additional to get in. Um, it's just a slightly more expensive mini golf. I want to say it's, you know, 10 to $15 per adult, a little bit less for kids, so depending on the size of your party. Um, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, not, not a wildly expensive thing. And there's two courses on Fantasia gardens. There's the one that is Fantasia themed, which is really cute. And if you have kids, it's really, really awesome. But then there is a, another course that is not themed. It is laid out like a regular golf course in miniature with all these undulations and it is a hard mini golf course. When I was in college, me and my parents played this course and we had an absolute blast. <laughs> it was so much fun. And so to me, this is a way that if, if you've been to the parks all the time, or even if it's, if it's your first time, 
this is going to cost you a morning and under $100, again, assuming you don't have like 20 people in your in your party. So it, it costs you a morning and under $100, you know, if you've got kids that are just a little bit overwhelmed by everything that's going on in the park, this is a way to still give them a fun experience without all the you know stuff around the park going. And if you're an adult, it's a great way to do something a little bit different that's not just like a, okay, well, I'm going to hit the ball and it's going it, to, it, you know, mini golf sometimes for adults is like, okay, I'm, I'm just kind of you know, doing this because my kids want to. The, the other course is super, super hard and super, super fun. So that that's my first one. I think it's absolutely worth it. I love it. I love it. I've always told myself, you know, when I'm down there, if I wanted to, 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 to do something different, mini golf would be it. But then I get down there. It's like, I don't play mini golf anywhere, but you're right. Mini golf at Disney is better than mini golf, not at Disney, I suppose. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think that, I think it could be worth, especially, and I heard the price points not horrible. So that's, that's not bad. It, it's really not. Um, so for me, the one I'm going to start with is something a little bit simpler. You actually have to make a reservation to do it. Um, but when I went down by myself a few years back, um, I got my haircut on main street USA at the barbershop and I loved it. And if you're looking for something just unique to do, it takes you're in there. I think if it, if it's a man's haircut, it's, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's not very long. You have to make an appointment. It's not very expensive. I mean, it's more expensive than if you're going to go get your hair got cut at great clips for 12 bucks. You know, but if you're going to get your hair cut on Main Street USA where there's, you know, the barber, you get a photo of it all. I think it was like $27, oh, that's which not is bad. not bad. No. And it it was fine. And, and you know, it was just me. It was it was weird. It was just me. But I wanted to have my hair cut on Main Street USA. So I made an appointment and I showed up, got my hair cut, got a picture of myself getting a haircut, walked out and enjoyed the rest of my day, which was great. Um, it's also great for kids. If you want to have, you know, kids, their first haircut, a lot of people do, do their first haircuts on main street USA. Um, it's in a lot of ways, um, a little bit, it's definitely a lot less expensive to do it than like the bibbity boppity boutique for your princesses. So yeah, they don't get the whole princess experience, but they can still get their hair done and it looks really, really well done. Um, so if you're looking for something simple, um, it's not packed. It's actually kind of, I don't know if you've ever seen the barbershop, but it's kind of like off the beaten path. It's right next to the Emporium in between um, the, the fire station where you would normally have gotten your um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom and the Emporium, right? Kind of where the parade route ends right there. But yeah. it's 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 a quiet little area of Main Street and you go in there and it's air conditioned and there's like, I think like seven or eight seats in there and you sit down and you get your haircut. It's like a real barbershop and it's, it's a fun little experience. So I highly recommend it. If you're looking for something different, get your haircut on main street. I, that, this is a weird thing to have on a, on a bucket list now, but I, <laughs> I like, I, I, you told me this story like two months ago and I had no, I, I, until that I had no idea that you could get your haircut on main street. Yeah. And like you said, and, and you'll hear me preach time, time, time. The fact that this is an experience that you can get, that's an extra 20 to 30 minutes. That's it. You could be yeah. waiting for a dining reservation while you're doing it for crying out loud. Exactly. I mean, and it really is fun. And they're so professional in there. There's a photo pass person in there the whole time. And then the hair style or the barbers and they're dressed like old timey hair barbers. In fact, uh, the, the barbershop quartet comes out of there and they'll do singing right in front of that sometimes. So I just, it's yeah, it's uh, the Dapper Dan's I think is what they're called. The Dapper Dan's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. In fact, I think when I had my haircut, if I'm not mistaken, when I had my haircut, that the the, the three o'clock parade came right through, and I was able to watch the parade while I was getting my haircut. It, it was Ugh, just the that, coolest thing. Oh, that sounds great. I yeah, love it. It was awesome. So, all right, what's your next one? Um, I wanted to talk about um, the Be Our Guest restaurant. Ah. Um, so um, maybe I've talked about this on the pod, but um, I, I I think I have. My only experience with the Be Our Guest restaurant, um, I dined by myself. Yeah, you have mentioned this before, yes. Okay, I, I thought I have, but uh, I'll, I'll still kind of give the cliff notes of it. Um, my wife had to leave um, um, early our vacation, and I had the reservation, and I'm like, I, I really want to go. I, I I'd never been on the inside. I wanted to see it. So I went by myself. Um, again, I will say it again. Shout out to, I, I'm sure Kyle, the server at uh, Be Our Guest Restaurant, does not uh, listen to this podcast. But if he does, shout out to him because uh, he made me feel not like a weirdo, um, <laughs> even though I clearly was. Um, You're just but, a weirdo by nature, Matt. I mean, yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just a weirdo. Um, anyway, um, and so, you know, the Be Our Guest restaurant is one of those restaurants that it is the reservation to get for dining. Like you have to get it six months in advance, if not more. And uh, the place is always packed and it is um, pricier. It's got fancier food, great desserts. And so you can easily drop uh, easily triple figures on a meal. And, 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 and that's, that's expected. And then depending on, again, how many people you have, you're looking at, I mean, maybe 150, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, maybe even a $200 meal. If you've got, uh, you know, a big family. I, I, yes. I mean, okay. Yes. And no. if you're doing dinner, it's going to be pricey. I, I recommend don't do dinner, do lunch. If you're doing dinner, the only difference between dinner and lunch, dinner is a pre-fixed meal, which means everyone gets the same courses. Everyone gets the same meal. Lunch, you actually get to pick. You get to pick what you want. Um, and the only thing with lunch is you don't get to meet the Beast and Belle. Like, they're not there. It's 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 just lunch, and you're dining in the Beast castle. But lunch is not that expensive. I think lunch will run you. And again, it's, 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 uh, you got to make reservations. It's one of the only quick service meals that you got to make reservations for us. But lunch, I think will run you 19 bucks. So that's not a little bit more affordable. Yeah. But dinner, yeah. Dinner will run you crazy amounts. And it's like a three course prefix meal. They get, and from what I hear, they kind of rush you in and out because there's so many people trying to get in and get out of there. And of course, then you get to meet the bell, you get to meet bell, you get to meet beach, get a picture with them and all that stuff. But I do highly recommend it. I, I don't care how much you pay for it. I think that's a totally worth it um, upcharge for sure. Now, let me say this, that um, I did not feel rushed. Um, now, good. granted, I am a quick eater by by trade. Um, like I, I just I, I tend to scarf my food down. And I, I believe that the um, I don't think that the menu was totally fixed. I think I had like a when little bit of choice. When did you go? I went a year or two ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think when they convert because it was it made major news when well it wasn't a year ago. A year ago, COVID hit. So oh yeah, it, it definitely was. I had it had to have been probably two to three years ago. I would say at this point. I think it was two to three like, years ago. Maybe. I I mean yeah, but I think yeah, I remember yeah, when you're this right. happened. I remember when this happened. I remember it was a it made major headlines on all the Disney groups that I belong to that they went to this prefix meal. Um, but either way, it, it, it is totally worth it. And I have a tip. If you have never, ever been there, 
I have a tip. You want to know what that tip is? I do want to know this tip. Try the gray stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me? Ask the dishes. How did I not see this joke coming? I, you, you, like, I, the joke just like hit me in the face. And I will say the gray stuff is very delicious. Is, okay, very so. I, I, here, here's what I will say. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you 98% of the way that this is worth it. Okay. Um, especially if anyone in your party is a Beauty and the Beast fan. Yes, you, you, you need to figure out a way to make this reservation. The only caveat I have is there's so much good food and good restaurant ambiances in Disney World that are not quite to the premium price that if you're lukewarm on Beauty and the Beast or even like, eh, I don't really know, it may not be worth it. That can I, you can may... I challenge you on that for a second? Yes. I agree that there's great food and great ambiances at Disney World. But what about at Magic Kingdom? I don't hate the ambiance of Tony's restaurant. The food, um, uh, I mean, the food, the food's, the food's fine. Like a, um, like a lower quality Olive Garden. <laughs> I think it's a little bit better than Olive. Garden. I don't know. Olive Garden's pretty kick butt in my mind. So I guess here, here's my, here's my, um, and you my, don't get the unlimited breadsticks by far. True. So. My, I, I guess I have rose colored glasses because, um, Tony's, um, that, re- and I guess all of Disney world probably, um, had gluten-free and dairy-free pasta and everything and for my wife and mm-hmm. there was no upcharge on that yeah. usually with anything that's gluten-free or dairy-free it's like and that's going to cost you an extra five dollars and it was the same exact as my meal so maybe there's some rose-colored glasses there but but from an ambiance standpoint i like the look of the restaurant yeah tony's um, is just i think it's it's um it feels smaller to me and it's, it is, it's much more intimate. I think maybe if it's just a, you know, a partner pair, maybe I could see that, but if, I think maybe I've just got, I can, maybe I've got rose colored lenses for, for be our guest because there's something about going into be our guest after going over that bridge and getting into that air conditioning, getting through the line, ordering your food and sitting down and being in that air conditioned palace for an hour and taking a literally there's no sun in there because there's no windows like it's it, it's completely i won't say it's dark in there but it, i mean it's 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 lit it's artificially lit and so you are literally outside of the elements for that hour hour and a half that you're in there and to me that just screams relief <laughs> and yeah, i just i, I think maybe I, that's what i feel you know I hear you. And, and so, I mean, again, it is, it, it, I, I'm still in the worth it train, yeah. but I, I do think that it, 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 it is a premium experience in my opinion. And if, if you would rather have a premium experience somewhere else, this may be something you decide to drop. Yeah. And honestly, Fair you enough. can still get great food. Oh yeah. I mean, you probably could get better food. I mean, California grill, you could go to any of the Epcot restaurants. Yeah. I, I'd agree with you on that. Okay, so let me shift gears. Um, one of the things that Disney does in all of their parks, um, yeah, all of their parks at this point, although they've, they've discontinued during COVID, but I'm sure they'll be back. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's something called the dessert party. And a dessert party um, comes in many shapes and forms. They're usually themed around a specific nighttime show or a particular attraction or a meet and greet like Epcot for a while had the frozen dessert party 
Um, Animal Kingdom had a dessert party themed around Rivers of Light. Um, uh, the, the most famous ones, though, are the ones that happen in the Magic Kingdom. So when they debuted Happily Ever After, they also brought out a dessert party. So here's what a dessert party is. You got to not only do you have your regular attendance to get into the park, but on top of that, you pay a fee. Um, I think when I did mine and it was just me, this is one of the reasons why I was able to do it. I told myself I was going to treat myself. It was on my birthday when I went and um, it was um, I want to say it was, I think. 89.99 I think is what I paid for it. But basically you you prior uh, 2 hours prior to happily ever after. You know as well as I do that people start to line up and start to reserve spots for happily ever after for the castle show um 4 to 5 hours before the show even starts. Like people start to claim their spots. And if you're not oh, yeah. if you're not claimed at 2 hours or or more before, you're going to get a pretty crappy spot. So what makes the dessert party so worth it, in my mind, is that over in the Tomorrowland Terrace, they they lay out on multiple tables every possible dessert you can possibly imagine. Cupcakes, cookies, cakes, pie. Um, they have um, coffee. They have tea. They have soda. They have pog juice, the, that, that pog, that pineapple uh, orange juice, guava juice that they do. Um, and it's an unlimited, they have, um, uh, not just desserts, they have cheese, they have crackers, they have veggies, they have fruits. Um, and it's all you can eat. It's buffet style. You grab it, you sit down, you can eat it. You can go back and get more. Basically you can eat until your heart's content. Um, again, it's about 90 bucks. So eat, eat what you can. Um, and then you have two different versions. The one for 90 there's two different ones. There's the one for like 110 or 120 and there's one for like 90, the one for $120, you have reserved viewing in the terrace. So you're actually in the terrace and you can watch the fireworks from there and also still be able to eat your, um, your, your, your refreshments while you're watching the one for 90, you would leave the terrace, but then you get to go out in front of the castle center front you have with an unobstructed view and you're able to watch the castle, the, 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 the heavily ever after like front center courtyard. And you're allowed to bring food with you. You're allowed to bring it down with you. You just can't go back. Once you leave, you leave. That's the one I did. I did. I didn't do the one for 120 because I didn't want the obstructed view kind of off to the right. It'd be hard to see. I wanted to see everything. It totally was worth it. I got my fill of food and everything. I met up um, with a listener of our podcast. So her name's hope. We actually, um, um, were listeners of another podcast, the, the 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 Mouse and More podcast. And I think Mouse Chat was the other one. And she lived here in in Illinois at the time. And we we she happened to be going down at exactly the same time that I was going down. Um, both of us just going down on our own. So we met up, rode Splash Mountain together, and then happened to do the 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 dessert party together. So we hung out the whole time for that. And so we ate, talked, had a great time, then went down to the the happily ever after, watched the fireworks show. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, this is one of those things where if it's just you or maybe you and your partner, worth it. I don't know if it's worth it if you got kids with you. First of all, they're not going to eat that much in food. Um, and again, it costs the same for them. I think it's like $5 less for kids. So it'd be like $90 for you, $90 for your partner, 
$85 for one kid, 85, like suddenly that's like 500 bucks, four to 500 bucks adding up on top of your theme park admission. But again, if you're looking for a splurge, I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. And, and, and it, it checks my box of time that you don't have to spend the time to stake out your spot. Yes. Though, um, though with kids, that may be sometimes staking out the spot can be like the downtime yep. that, okay, we're gonna, um, we're gonna just sit for a little bit that sometimes I, I know I've talked to parents that say, yeah, we use that time to just sit and relax. Maybe, you know, the kids and, and one parent pop into a couple shops here and there if they get tired of sitting, but it's, it's kind of our, we start the wind down, from from all of that so i mean so in 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 terms of a lot of parents don't necessarily mind that they have to grab their spot early but yeah you're right if it's just you or you and and one other person to not have to waste hours just standing in a spot is and you get food is is really 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 worth it good food too (laughs) like it's not like dinner like you're not it's not going to be dinner it's all hors d'oeuvres and dessert but that could be dinner i i yeah especially at disney (laughs) um but you know it's like okay think about it this way you go back to your hotel you know they have those giant cupcakes in the dessert cases right they're usually five to six bucks they're just lined up you can have as many of them as you want during this dessert party that's literally what you're getting the cookies it's the same stuff like the pog juice the pog juice at at an animal kingdom when you want to get it there will run you you know five or six bucks for a cup of it you get as much as you want here so you know yeah it's worth it in terms of what valuable what do you get so okay we are at 25 minutes so i think that we need to speed up how many more do you have um, I, I had one that I wanted to quickly touch on, okay. but I realized as we did this episode, I was like, oh, I haven't done many of these upcharge experiences. Right, so I don't so really do know. Um, the last one I want to talk about like that, I, that I've done before is character dining. And I know we've talked about this on the show. We did a Tusk Grouse episode from a standpoint of you knock out two birds with one stone where mm-hmm. you are waiting in line for a character while waiting for your food. And then the characters come right to you. It, 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 those meals can be a little bit more expensive, but gosh dang, they're worth it. Dining plan them. Dining plan them. Like, it, I think we talked about this many, many, many episodes back. Probably our first couple of episodes, we talked about like our perfect Disney days. Or we had we had Chris Wood on from from Mouse and More, and we were talking about dining plan. So look, I'm not a proponent of the dining plan unless unless a you don't want to have to worry about money and it, in terms of food, and you just want to just get it out of the way. Or B, you're going to do character dining the whole time because character dining will cost you a table dining room credit, whether you do character dining or whether you do just a regular signature meal. Signature meals will actually cost you two. They cost you more. So a California grill is going to cost you two dining credits. Most character dining, whether it, it, my recommendation is character dining, always it's a character meal at a buffet. That is your best bet. Stay away from Cinderella's Royal Table. It is, that is not worth it. CRT. Have you ever done CRT? I have not. It's not worth it. The food's not good. Because I don't think it's worth it. (laughs) The food's not good. Uh, I went, so when we went, it was me, Nate, our friend Amy. You know Amy. She's on the pod, friend of the pod. Our friend Shaddy. um, The four of us went. And we booked it so that we were in the castle while the fireworks were going off. 
we happened to randomly get it. I couldn't believe I got the reservation. I got it like literally 60 days before. I couldn't believe it. It was a one-time deal. Obviously, the princesses were lost on me. Amy got a kick out of them. But the food portions are small. And we walked out of there. I think it's like between $60 and $80 a person to do this experience. That is insane. Or if you do dining, it's uh, two dining credits. If you want the experience with the cat with the, the princesses, go to Akershish. But to your point, character dining, totally worth it if you're on the dining plan. Um, or if you're just going to do one character dining plan or d- character meal, sure, no problem. Pay for that and then, and then you know, uh, do regular quick service the rest of the time or whatever. But yeah, you're right. From a time perspective and money perspective, we've talked Tusker House, best character meal on property. There's the one in Hollywood Studios. If you got little kids for Disney Junior at Hollywood and Vine, totally worth it. The Winnie Pooh and Friends at Crystal Palace over at Magic Kingdom. Um, I'm trying to think. Is there one? Epcot, Epcot's got... Um, uh, the farm fresh one, uh, the spinning, yeah, one. Um, the, the spinning one. Yeah. Oh, gar- garden grill. Garden um, grill. Yeah. I think that's Mickey, Minnie and Chip and Dale, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And Pluto, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Pluto yeah. Was there too. I, I had a, I had a blast with, I know, you know, no, I think it's Mickey, Mickey, farmer, goofy, Chip and Dale, I think are the four who go there. And, and it's a blast. The thing spins the whole time. It's served family side. It's all you can eat. You, I think Chip and Dale came around two or three times and interacted with us when we went there. So, yeah, I'm 100% agreeance with you. Uh, character meals, 100% worth it. Yeah. And then the, the other one that I will let you know at some point long in the future if it's worth it, um, uh, because I have two girls, I'm assuming at some point I will be roped into the Bippity Boppity Boutique. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but it's rather frowned upon when a, uh, you know, man in his 30s wants to like peek into the bippity bobbity boutique. I, I have I have been in there with my niece. Um she had it done. Um Blake, who is my nephew, did not want to partake in the prince the prince ceremony, but Lily did. Um I the pictures we got are priceless. The the look on her face while it was happening was priceless. The dress that she wore was priceless. I will tell you that we were there in March of 2019 and even in March of 2019, when it's supposed to be cooler, the day that it happened, it was still 85, 90 degrees outside. And two hours in, she wanted to take her dress off and go back to her shorts and t-shirt. So is it worth it? The memories are there. Um, but you have to be flexible and realize that she may not want to have that itchy dress on the whole time. I will also add, bring your own dress. Bring your own dress. You don't have to buy the dress from the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique. That's what we did. Go buy it from the Disney store. Go buy it from Target if you want a little bit. You know, it's not as it's not as nice as the Disney store one would be. But Matt, I'm telling you, you and I sold hundreds of these dresses at the Disney store for I think they were $44.95 when you and I were still there. They have the exact the exact the exact same dresses marked at a hundred dollars at Disney World on top of the experience. Oof. Oof. So <laughs> bring your own dress and 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 just bring it with you. Um, it will save you a ton of money that way. 
All right. Good to know for future Matthew when he gets <laughs> when he gets puppy eyes from two little girls. Oh, you know you'll do it. You'll know you'll do oh, it. Oh, I know I will. <laughs> um, the two other ones that I just want to mention on here, um, I've done one. The other one I've not. The one I've not done, um, which is on my bucket list to do, is lunch with an Imagineer. Um, I mm. I just would love to sit down with an Imagineer and have lunch and just talk about what they do. And again, I've met a couple of Imagineers in my life um at star wars celebration i've met a couple but i would love to sit down and just have a one-on-one or you know maybe it's four or five of us have a conversation with this imagineer to talk about what it's like to be an imagineer um and for a hundred bucks totally worth it totally worth it i'd pay oh yeah bucks to eat the lunch and have the have the time with him the other one i have done um I've, I've i've only done one of them but it's the the parties it's the mickey's not so scary halloween party and of course there's the mickey's very merry christmas party Everyone complains. I don't say everyone. People who don't understand how Disney works complain that there's this extra ticketed event to get in. Folks, you're doing it wrong. You don't go to a park on the day you're going to the Halloween or the Christmas party. So if you plan a, let's say you plan a, um, a, a six night, um, six night, you know, seven day trip, five of those days are going to be park days for you. So what you do is you buy four park tickets, you know, park hoppers or not, four days of parks that can be used over a two-week period, however you want to use them. You buy four days of park tickets, but you, you, you have a rest day in there, and then you have one day, which is your party day. And on your party day, you don't go to the park during the day. You go Disney you go Springs. Mini golfing. You, you go mini golfing. You go Disney Springs. You <laughs> hang out and and have your picture drawn at the pool and hang out and and take naps and go play in the arcade and go resort hopping. And then at four o'clock, you go in to the park and from four o'clock until midnight, you have eight hours of playtime with literally 25% capacity versus what you would have during the day. And Again, those Halloween tickets, they'll run, even same with Christmas, they'll run you, you know, earlier in the season, they'll run you about 80 bucks. If you go on Halloween night, they're going to run you about 110 bucks. Don't go on Halloween night. Go, go middle of September. You know, you want your Halloween fix, middle of September, end of September. It's, you know, 80 bucks. It's actually cheaper than a park ticket. If you were, you know, a single day park ticket. So now you have your four day worth of passes, you know, let's say that's 400 bucks per person. You got your, your, your one uh, park your, your uh, party pass 80 bucks so you've got about 480 per person um it's not it, it, it's it's it, it's actually roughly the same amount of money that you would pay if you were to add just a fifth day going to the park what people do though they make the mistake of they'll add a fifth day for the park and then add the, the party ticket that, that, that's just wasting your time because you're going to be in the park from four on unless you really wanted to visit a park during the day in which case you're going to be exhausted for the halloween party at night so yeah, anyway, uh, I, I, I that, totally that's definitely parties. Uh, I have never done one of those parties and I, I, I really want to now. Some of it was when I was working at the Disney store, getting time off in October, November, December um, <laughs> is kind of hard. I really, man, I want to go at Christmas time. Sometime. Oh, I do too. I do too. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm do, already yeah. eyeing this coming Christmas as, as a time to take a weekend and just go down and, and do it. But you know, I'm with yeah. you. I, uh, I don't the, work retail. The last anymore, one I want, so. the last one I want to mention of that I've heard people do is the keys to the kingdom tour. And oh, yes, um, 
that one, my only hesitation is that's like a five hour tour. And so my thing is always time. Like, is that worth my time? I don't and think as well need, as my money. I don't think you need a park pass for that one though. Hmm. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, again, I might be wrong. I'd have to look this up, but I don't think you need a park pass for that one. I think because you're not really in the parks, you're underneath and you're just, you're not experiencing any of the attractions. Um, I would love to do Keys and Kingdom, and I've heard it's not that pricey. It was like a hundred dollars or something like that. It's yeah, not hundred bucks. It's not it includes bad. lunch. Um, I would love if I had the money. Now, this is one of the ones that I don't think is truly worth it unless you literally have money to burn. I would love to do one of the VIP tours. You've heard about those, right? Oh yeah. So the VIP tours, if you ever are in the parks and you see the red plaided people walking around with groups of people. Those are VIP. They're, they're called red plaids or just plaids. These cast members. So it, it, basically you can book, I think up to eight people. I want to say it's a 5,000 for the day up to eight people. So you do the math, you divide that out, but basically from park open to park close, any park you get uh, a, a VIP tour guide, who will take you into any attraction as many times, any place you want to go, any attraction you want to go um, uh, as many times as you want through the backstage to get there. And um, it does not include food though. So if you, you stop to eat, you do have to pay for the food, but they'll get you to the front of the line and you don't have to make reservations. But I, I, again, if I had money to burn, I would do it. I definitely don't think it's worth it just for a general lay person though. Well, when we become uh, famous podcasters, like when, you know, beers and ears, just like we have millions of listeners all around the world, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do a VIP tour and we'll walk around like big wigs. And <laughs> Let me ask you this, Matt, before we go, do you think Club 33 is worth it? Hmm. The initial investment, the yearly fees, you still have to pay for your food and drink when you're there. You're, the yearly fees just pay for your right to go in. You think yeah, that's worth it? I, I mean, I, I think it'd be awesome to say you're part of Club 33, but is it worth it? I personally, again, you're talking to someone who does not have money to burn. You know, I, I am I am the entertainment coordinator at a senior living home. <laughs> so um, it it uh, I, I, I think and no, I, I don't think it is. I, I, I think I would like to have that experience once. So it, like I need to find someone who's in Club 33 and have mm -hmm. them invite me along so yes, I can have the experience. Any of our listeners are Club 33 members. You got two podcast hosts. We will put you on the show as many times as you want. We'll talk about your experiences. Please have us come into Club 33. <laughs> yes, we'll, we'll we'll give you high fives and um, free hugs, you know, free other... Hugs. Yes, once, um, once and our, our undying uh, 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 respect and affection, mm -hmm. um, this is what we have to offer. But yep. yeah, I, I just, the, the, the yearly fee for it, like th that, that's what would just kind of tank it for me. The yearly fee um, and the initial investment too. Like I, yeah. I've been, I've been toying around with this idea, Matt, of, of actually investing in annual passes and eventually getting DVC. I would, I, I, I really am considering that like once I get some of my debt paid off, like my student loans and some credit card debt, you know, annual passes, you know, if I were to do platinum annual pass, it's about a hundred dollars a month per person. So $200 a month. I, if, if you go two times a year, that pays for itself. So that, that's number one. And then DVC, 
it, it's basically just like taking out a second mortgage without all the escrow and insurance and stuff, you know, five or $600 a month or whatever, but then you're able to go and have a vacation property that you can go to every time. I think I would much rather invest in DVC and an annual pass than I would a club 33 membership. I agree. And, you know, as we said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, when you take a trip, you're going to have to look at what's worth it, what isn't, because there's a thousand other things and and not big things like is merchandise worth it? Are yeah. um, is getting into pin collecting worth it? Is getting Ugh, into stay away, um, stay away. It's a it's a trap. <laughs> it's, a trap. it's a trap. Thank you, General uh, <laughs> Ekbar. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, and and so, but but I do think that part of planning an effective Disney vacation is looking at is asking yourself this question over and over again. That looking at again not just the not just saying okay this is going to cost me money is it worth my money but factoring in the time and the experience you get and what that's going to allow you to do all these factors are, are things that you have to um, you have to intake and then decide yeah you know what this isn't right for me and 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 my party or you know what this is actually perfect for me and my party. Because, I mean, we talked about it in many of these experiences, like, oh, if you've got a family, this probably isn't the experience for you. But if it's just you or just you and, and, and one other person, this is absolutely the right experience for you. So, you know, the, the, the question of is it worth it is one that you need to ask yourself a lot when planning a Disney vacation. And don't be afraid to spend a little bit because you will get a lot out of it, in my opinion. Agreed. 100%. All right, it is closing time. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. Email us at Beers and Ears 1928 at gmail.com. Truly, let us know. Do you think that, do you agree with the stuff that we mentioned? Is it worth it? Is there something maybe we missed? I know we didn't get everything, but is there something that maybe you have done when you've gone on a Disney vacation that you feel is worth it, that others listening or interacting with us on social media might need to know about? Let us know about that in the, in the Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, it is time to uh, close up shop. So let's go ahead and raise our glass, Matt. This episode has been on us and we will see you next time. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye.